are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The domestic dog, Canis lupus familiaris, is a subspecies of the gray wolf, Canis lupus a member of the Canidae family of the mammalian order Carnivora. The term domestic dog is generally used for both domesticated and feral varieties. The dog may have been the first animal to be domesticated and has been the most widely kept working, hunting, and companion animal in human history. The word dog may also mean the male of the canine species. The present lineage of dogs was domesticated from the gray wolves about 15,000 years ago. Remains of domesticated dogs have been found in Siberia and Belgium from about 33,000 years ago. None of these early domestication lineages seemed to have survived the last glacial maximum. Although MDNA suggests that a split between dogs and wolves around 100,000 years ago, no specimens predate 33,000 years ago that are clearly morphology domesticated dogs. Dogs' value to early human hunter-gatherers led them to quickly becoming ubiquitous across world cultures. Dogs performed many roles for people, such as hunting, herding, pulling loads, protection, assisting police and military, 
companionship, and more recently, aiding handicapped individuals. The impact on human society has given them the nickname, Man's Best Friend. In the year 2001, an estimation was taken how many dogs there were. It is estimated that there, at that time, were 400 million dogs worldwide. Most breeds of dogs are at most a few hundred years old, having been artificially selected for particular morphologies and behaviors by people for specific functional roles. Through this selective breeding, the dog has developed into hundreds of varied breeds and shows more behavioral and morphological variations than any other land animal. For example, the height measured of a Chihuahua versus an Irish Wolfhound. Colors vary from white through grays to black and browns, from light, tan, to dark, red or chocolate, in varied, wide variation patterns. Coats can be short or long, coarse-haired to wool-like, straight, curly, or smooth. It is common for most breeds to shed their coats. Dog is the common use term that refers to members of the subspecies Canis lupus familiaris. Canis means dog, lupus, wolf, Familiaris means of household or domestic. The term can also be used to refer to a wider range of related species, such as members of the genus Canis, or true dogs, including the wolf, coyote, and jackals. Or it can refer to the members of the tribe Canini, which would also include the African wild dog. Or it can be used to refer to any members of the family Canidae, which would also include the foxes, bush dog, raccoon dog, and others. Some members of the family have dog in their common names, such as the raccoon dog, and the African wild dog. A few animals have dog in their common names but are not canids such as the prairie dog. The English word dog comes from Middle English doggy, from Old English doga, which means a powerful dog breed the term may derive 
from Proto-Germanic Dukan. In the 14th century, English hound from Old English hun was a general word for all domestic canines and dog was referred to a subtype of a hound, a group including the mastiff. It is believed this dog type of hound was so common it eventually became the prototype of the category hound. By the 16th century, dog had become the general word, and hound had begun to refer only to types used for hunting. In breeding circles, male canine is referred to as a dog, while female is called a bitch. A group of offspring is a litter. The father of a litter is called the sire, and the mother of the litter is called the dam. Offspring in general are called pups or puppies, from the French word poupée, until they're about a year old. The process of birth is whelping. In 1753, the father of modern biology taxonomy, Carl Linnaeus, listed among the types of quadruped familiar to him. The Latin word for dog, canis. Among the species within this genus, Linnaeus listed the fox as canis vulpes, wolves, canis lupus, and the domestic dog, Canis Canis. In later editions, Linnaeus dropped Canis Canis and greatly expanded his list of the Canis genus of quadrupeds and by 1758 included alongside the foxes, wolves, and jackals and many more terms that are now listed as synonyms for domestic dog. Among these were two that are later experts have been widely used for domestic dogs as a species, Canis domesticus and most predominantly Canis familiaris, the common or familiar dog. The domestic dog was accepted as a species in its own right until overwhelming evidence from behavior, vocalization, morphology, and molecular biology led to the contemporary scientific understanding that a single species, the gray wolf, is the common ancestor for all breeds of domestic dogs. In recognition of this fact, 
The domestic dog was reclassified in 1993 as Canis lupus familiaris, a subspecies of the gray wolf Canis lupus by the Smithsonian Institution and the American Society of Mammalogists. Canis lupus familiaris is listed as the name for the taxon that is broadly used in the scientific community and recommended by ITIS. Although Canis familiaris, however, is also a recognized synonym. Domestic dogs inherited complex behaviors from their wolf ancestors, which have, would have been pack hunters with complex body language. These sophisticated forms of social cognition and communication may account for their trainability, playfulness, and ability to fit into human households and social situations. And these attributes have given dogs a relationship with humans that has enabled them to become one of the most successful species on the planet today. Although experts largely disagree over the details of dog domestication, it is agreed that human interaction played a significant role in shaping the subspecies. Domestication may have occurred initially in separate areas, particularly Siberia and Europe. Currently, it is thought that domestication of our current lineage of dogs occurred sometime as early as 15,000 years ago, and arguably as late as 8,500 years ago. Shortly after the latest domestication, dogs became ubiquitous in human populations and spread throughout the world. Emigrants from Siberia likely crossed the Bering Strait with dogs in their company, and some experts suggested the use of sled dogs may have been critical to the success of the waves that entered North America roughly 12,000 years ago, although the earliest archaeological evidence of dog-like candidates in North America dates from about 9,000 years ago. Dogs were an important part of life for the population of North America. It is not known whether humans domesticated the wolf as such to initiate dogs' divergence from its ancestors, or whether dogs' evolutionary path had already taken a different course prior to the domestication. For example, it is hypothesized that some wolves gathered around the campsite 
of Paleolithic camps to scavenge refuse and associated evolutionary pressures developed that favored those who were less frightened by and keener to approaching the humans in that camp. The bulk of scientific evidence for the evolution of domestic dog stems from morphological studies of archaeological findings and mitochondrial DNA studies. That divergence date of roughly 15,000 years ago is based in part on archaeological evidence that demonstrates that the domestication of dogs occurred more than 15,000 years ago and some genetic evidence indicates the domestication of dogs from their wolf ancestors began in the late Upper Paleolithic close to the Pliocene-Holocene boundary between 17 and 14,000 years ago. But there is a wide range of other contradictory findings that makes this issue somewhat controversial. Archaeological evidence suggests that the latest dogs could have diverged from wolves as roughly as 15,000 years ago, though it is possible they diverged much earlier. Prior, the earliest dog fossils were two large skulls from Russia and a mandible from Germany dated from roughly 14,000 years ago. Remains of smaller dogs from cave deposits in the Middle East, including the earliest burial of human being with a domestic dog, have been dated around 10,000 to 12,000 years ago. There is a great deal of archeological evidence for dogs throughout Europe and Asia around this period and through the next 2,000 years, roughly 8,000 to 10,000 years ago, with fossils uncovered in Germany, the French Alps, and Iraq, and cave paintings of dogs in Turkey. The oldest remains of a domesticated dog in the Americas were found in Texas and have been dated to about 9,400 years ago. DNA studies have provided a wide range of possible divergent dates from 15 to 40,000 years ago to as much as 100 to 140,000 years ago. These results depend on a number of assumptions. Genetic studies are based on comparisons of genetic diversity between species and depend on a calibration date. Some estimates of divergent dates from DNA evidence use an estimated wolf coyote divergence date of roughly 
700,000 years ago as a calibration. If this estimate is incorrect and the actual wolf-coyote divergence is closer to one or two million years ago, then the DNA evidence that supports specific dog-wolf divergent dates could be interpreted very differently. Furthermore, it is believed the genetic diversity of wolves has been in decline for the last 200 years, and the genetic diversity of dogs has been reduced by selective breeding. This could significantly bias DNA analysis to support an earlier divergence date. The genetic evidence for the domestication event occurring in East Asia is also subject to violations of assumptions. These conclusions are based on the location of maximal genetic divergence and assume hybridization does not occur and that breeds remain geographically localized. Although these assumptions hold for many species, there is good reason to believe that they do not hold for canines. Genetic analysis indicate all dogs are likely descended from a handful of domestication events with a small number of founding females. Although there is evidence domesticated dogs interbred with local populations of wild wolves on several occasions. Data suggests dogs first diverged from wolves in East Asia and these domesticated dogs then quickly migrated throughout the world, reaching the North American continent around 8,000 BC. The oldest group of dogs, which shows the greatest genetic variability and are the most similar to their wolf ancestors, are primarily Asian and African breeds including the Bazinji, Lasso Apso, and the Siberian Husky. Some breeds thought to be very old, such as the Pharaoh Hound, Ibisian Hound, and Norwegian Elk Hound are now known to have been created more recently. There is a great deal of controversy surrounding the evolutionary framework of the domestication of the dog. Although it is widely claimed that man domesticated the wolf, man may not have taken such a proactive role in the process after all. The nature of the interaction between man and wolf that led to the domestication is unknown and controversial. At least three early species of Homo genus began spreading out of Africa roughly 400,000 years ago and thus lived for a considerable time in contact with the canine species. Despite this, there is no evidence 
of any adaptation of canine species to the presence of the close relatives of modern man. If dogs were domesticated, as believed, roughly 15,000 years ago, the event, or events, would have coincided with a larger expansion in human territory and the development of agriculture. This has led some biologists to suggest one of the forces that led to the domestication of dogs was a shift in human lifestyle in the form of established human settlements. Permanent settlements would have coincided with a greater amount of disposable food and would have created a barrier between wild and, and anthropogenic canine populations. Wolves and their dog descendants would have derived significant benefits from living in human camps, more safety, more reliable food, lesser caloric needs, and more chance to breed. They would have benefited from humans' upright gait that gives them larger range over which to see potential predators and prey, as well as color vision that, at least by day, gives humans better visual discrimination than dogs. Camp dogs would have also benefited from human tool use, as in bringing down larger prey and controlling fire for range of purposes. Humans would also have derived enormous benefit from the dogs associated with their camps. For instance, dogs would have improved sanitation by cleaning up food scraps. Dogs may have provided warmth, as referred to in the Australian Aboriginal expression, three dog night, an exceptionally cold night, and they would have alerted the camp to the presence of predators or strangers using their acute hearing to provide an early warning. Anthropologists believe the most significant benefit would have been the use of the dog's sensitive sense of smell to assist with the hunt. The relationship between the presence of a dog and success in the hunt is often mentioned as the primary reason for the domestication of the wolf. And a study of hunter groups with and without a dog gives quantitative support to the hypothesis that the benefits of cooperative hunting was an important factor in wolf domestication. The cohabitation of dogs and humans would have greatly improved the chances of survival for early human groups, and the domestication of dogs may have been one of the key forces that led to human success.
The most widespread form of interspecies bonding occurs between humans and dogs. And the keeping of dogs as companions, particularly by elites, has a very long history. However, pet dog populations grew significantly after World War II as suburbanization increased. In the 1950s and 1960s, dogs were kept outside more often than they tend to be today. Using the expression, in the doghouse, to describe exclusion from the group signifies the distance between the doghouse and the home, and were still primarily functional, acting as a guard, children's playmate, or walking companion. From the 1980s, there has been changes in the role of the pet dog, such as the increased role of dogs in the emotional support of their owners. People and dogs have become increasingly integrated and implicated in each other's lives, to the point where pet dogs actively shape the way a family and home are experienced. There have been two major trends in the changing status of pet dogs. The first has been the commodification of the dog shaping it to conform to human expectations of personality and behavior. The second has been the broadening of the concept of family and the home to include dogs as dogs within everyday routines and practices. There are a vast range of commodity forms available to transform a pet dog into an ideal companion. The list of goods, services, and places available is enormous. From dog perfumes, furniture, and housing, to dog groomers, therapists, trainers, and caretakers, dog cafes, dog spas, dog parks, dog beaches, dog hotels, airlines, and cemeteries. While dog training as an organized activity can be traced back to the 18th century, in the last decades of the 20th century, it has become a high-profile issue as many normal dog behaviors such as barking, jumping up, digging, rolling in dung, fighting, and urine marking became increasingly incompatible with the new role of the pet dog. Dog training books, classes, and television programs proliferated as the process of commodifying the pet dog continued.
the majority of contemporary dog owners describe their dog as part of the family, although some ambivalence about the relationship is evident in the popular reconceptualization of the dog-human family as a pack. A dominance model of dog-human relationships has been promoted by some dog trainers. However, it has been disputed that trying to achieve status is characteristic of dog-human interactions. Pet dogs play an active role in family life. For example, a study of conversations in dog-human families showed how family members use the dog as a resource, talking to the dog or talking through the dog to mediate their interactions with each other. Another study of dogs' roles in families showed many dogs have set tasks or routines undertaken as family members, the most common of which was helping with the washing up by licking at the plates in the dishwasher and bringing in the newspaper from the lawn. Increasingly, human family members are engaging in activities centered on the perceived needs and interests of the dog, or in which the dog is an integral partner. Even extracurricular activities have come up, such as dog dancing and yoga with dogs, affectionately known as doga. According to the statistics published, by the American Pet Products Manufacturers Association in the National Pet Owners Survey, it is estimated there are 77.5 million dog owners in the United States. The same survey shows that nearly 40% of American households own at least one dog, of which 67% own just one dog, 25% own two dogs, and nearly 9% own more than two dogs. There does not seem to be any, any gender preference among dogs as pets, as the statistical data reveal an equal number of female and male pet dogs. Yet. Although several programs are undergoing to promote pet adoptions, less than a fifth of the owned dogs come from a shelter. Dogs have lived and worked with humans in so many roles that they have earned the unique nickname, Man's Best Friend a phrase used in other languages as well. They have been bred for herding livestock, hunting, rodent control, guarding, helping fishermen with nets, pulling loads, and other roles 
as well as the role of companion. Service dogs, such as guide dogs, utility dogs, assistance dogs, hearing dogs, and psychological therapy dogs provide assistance to individuals with physical or mental disabilities. Some dogs owned by epileptics have been shown to alert their handlers when the handler shows sign of an impending seizure, sometimes well in advance of onset, allowing the owner to seek safety, medication, or medical care. Dogs, included in human activities in terms of helping out humans, are usually called working dogs. Dogs of several breeds are considered working dogs. Some working dog breeds include Akita, Alaskan Malamute, Anatolian, Shepherd Dog, Bernice Mountain Dog, Black Russian Terror, Boxer, Bull Mastiff, Doberman Pinscher, German Pinscher, German Shepherd, Giant Schnauzer, Great Dane, Great Swiss Mountain Dog, Commodore, Mastiff, Napoleon Mastiff, Newfoundland, Portuguese Water Dog, Rottweiler, the St. Bernard, Siberian Husky, and the Tibetan Mastiff. Owners of dogs often enter them in competitions, such as breed confirmation shows or sports, including racing and sledding. In confirmation shows, also referred to as breed shows, a judge familiar with the specific dog breed evaluates individual purebred dogs for conformity within their established breed type as described in the breed standard. As the breed standard only deals with the externally observable qualities of the dog, such as appearance, movement, and temperament, separately tested qualities such as ability or health are not part of the judging in a confirmation show. In the United States, cats and dogs are factors in more than 86,000 falls each year. It has been estimated around 2% of dog-related injuries traded in UK hospitals are domestic accidents. The same study found that while dog involvement in road traffic accidents was difficult to quantify, dog-associated road accidents involving injury more commonly involved two-wheeled vehicles.
Toxicara canis, dog roundworm, eggs, and dog feces can cause Toxicara issus. In the United States, about 10,000 cases of Toxicara infection are reported in humans each year, and almost 14% of the U.S. population is infected. In Great Britain, 24% of soil samples taken from public parks contain Toxicara canis eggs. Untreated Toxicaraisis can cause retinal damage and decreased vision. Dog feces can also contain hookworms that cause cuteris larva migraines in humans. The incident of dog bites, and especially fatal dog bites, is extremely rare in America, considering the number of pet dogs in the country. Fatalities from dog bites occur in America at the rate of one per four million dogs. A study found bites in children were less severe than bites in adults. The incidence of dog bites in the U.S. is 12.9 per 10,000 inhabitants. But for boys ages 5 to 9, the incident rate skyrockets to 60.7 per 10,000. Moreover, children have a much higher chance of being bitten in the face or neck. Sharp claws with powerful muscles behind them can lacerate flesh in a scratch that can lead to serious infection. In the United Kingdom, there was 5,800 dog attacks on humans, resulting in 5,700 working days lost or sick leave. A growing body of research indicate the companionship of a dog can enhance human physical health and psychological well-being. Dog and cat owners have been shown to have better mental and physical health than non-owners, making fewer visits to the doctor and being less likely to be on medication than non-owners. In one study, new pet owners reported a highly significant reduction in minor health problems during the first month following pet acquisition. And this effect was sustained in a dog owner's to the end of the study. In addition, dog owners took considerably more physical exercise than cat owners and people without pets. The group without pets exhibited no statistically significant change in health or behavior. 
The results provide evidence that PAT acquisition may have positive effects on human health and behavior, and that for dog owners, these effects are relatively long-term. Pet ownership has also been associated with increased coronary artery disease survival, with dog owners being significantly less likely to die within one year of an acute myocardial infarction than those who did not own dogs. The health benefits of dogs can result from contact with dogs, not just from dog ownership. For example, when in the presence of pet, a pet dog, people show reductions in cardiovascular, behavioral, and psychological indicators of anxiety. The benefit of contact with a dog also includes social support as the dogs are able to not only provide companionship and social support themselves, but also act as facilitators of social interactions between humans. One study indicated that wheelchair users experience more positive social interactions with strangers when they are accompanied by a dog than when they were not. The practice of using dogs and other animals as part of therapy dates back to the late 18th century when animals were introduced into mental institutions to help socialize patients with mental disorders. Animal-assisted interventions. Research has shown that animal-assisted therapy with a dog can increase a person's with Alzheimer's disease social behaviors, such as smiling and laughing. One study demonstrated that children with ADHD and conduct disorders who participate in an education program with dogs and other animals showed increased attendance, increased knowledge and skill objectives, and decreased antisocial and violent behavior compared to those who were not in an animal-assisted program. Every year, between six and eight million dogs and cats enter U.S. animal shelters. The Humane Society of the United States estimates that approximately three to four million dogs and cats are euthanized yearly in shelters across the United States. However, the percentage of dogs in U.S. animal shelters that are eventually adopted and removed from the shelter by their new owners has increased since the mid-1990s from around 25% up to around 60 to 75% in the mid-first decade of the 21st century.
your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.